0: everybody and welcome to Send News, the inside gaming podcast where we talk all about video game news and we have a lot of it today. My name is Brian Garr. I am your host.
1: What's up? It's me, the terrible one, Evan Campbell, and it is a super, super special honor and quite honestly a privilege to be introducing the one and only uh, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Man with a Plan, the podcast host with the Moses hailing all the way from Bracago, Khalif adams what's up dude i think i just rubbed my nipple i
2: don't i know no one no one saw it because it's like right beneath, the, right beneath the cam right now shot yeah. but oh my god i'm so excited to rock with you all evan you know i love you your family so this is even better that we get a chance to finally rock a show together in this yeah year. so super so super hyped fun. to be on with y'all thank you
0: do y'all go back or do y'all have history with each other what, what's that about uh, so,
2: so here's here's the way I spin it is because Evan <laughs> is super, super, super modest about about what he does. Okay. I would say that Evan single handedly gave us some of the best ways to boost our show in the past couple of years than most people on the planet because he basically was the genius behind getting our stuff in a reasonable way in a video format. Nice. Uh, so I, I have to say, like, Evan, I, you know, I love you. You know, I consider you to be fam. You, Spawn on Me would not be where it's at right now if you, you didn't help us with the work that you do and use your talents for for what you were able to do with us uh, over the past years. Uh, yeah, so, that is so
1: thank you. clearly way too much praise. Yeah, I, I mean... no, Seriously, though, like, <laughs> I, I think
2: that you gave us the, the chance and the ability for me to one, do what I do well. Um, But also help me to think about what we can do in the future and, you know, hopefully we get a chance to do this stuff together as well, Uh, but what we can actually do with the way that we want to cover shows and the way we want to cover this industry um, from that video perspective uh, that we weren't able to do before. So I have to give you massive love and massive props. Um, this is crazy.
0: Yeah. This is like when you go back to one of your friends like hometowns and then you meet their old, <laughs> you know, their old boys and they're like, "This guy was the best. One time he got so drunk, he fought a cop."
2: Was, yeah. <laughs> we haven't gotten drunk or for any cops yet. Not maybe yet. I maybe mean, we could. I mean, Pax twenty
0: twenty
2: one. We might have to get a Patreon tier just for that. So be like, yo, go fight a cop and get drunk. Yeah. Uh, but but, but <laughs> seriously did, though, uh, Evan Evan is amazing at what he does. He's fantastic and like a perfect person to work with. Um, doing this kind of work and and uh, he's invaluable to, to to what we were able to do for Swan me in the past couple of years for sure. I
1: That's mean, awesome. I can. Can't sit here and let you give me all this praise. We we brought you on here to talk about you and what you've got going on. Obviously, it's been a crazy couple of weeks for you. Uh, you know, you you did that that really amazing stream about two weeks ago, I think, about blackness in games, yep. and yep. it's just been a roller coaster ever since, right? It's been very very busy.
2: Uh, <laughs> I've been on probably six to seven shows and since past since Monday of last week. Uh, that bundled up with finishing a, a game that you might have heard about, uh, should be playing soon. Uh, that's going to get a lot of praise while also having a nine to five job. Uh, it's been very, very busy, but I will say, you know, folks who have come to the conversation that we did with a lesson in blackness, which was the name of the episode that we did. It's been so fantastic to see the love that we've gotten over the, over, over the past couple of weeks based around that alone. Uh, because it means that one people are really, you know, gravitating and, and absorbing the work that we've been doing at Spontaneity for six years now uh, in a real way, and it also means that the the space is ready for real talk conversations around real things, which I think is also a really good thing for the space too. So, um, yeah, this this past couple of weeks and days has been a roller coaster, but it's been the best roller coaster you could ask for. Like, it's always been positive, and it's always been great from everybody kind of jumping in with, to the fray.
0: It, it does feel, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, that things uh, might be different this time or, mm-hmm. you know, that, that uh, I don't know, that the conversation does appear to be opening up. And I it's, it's so awful that it took something so tragic to start this or to not start this, but to kind of reignite this conversation. But, yeah, you do hope that we've, I, I don't know, hit some sort of critical mass at this point.
2: Yeah, I've never seen. Um, p- a piece of content like ours get passed around major media outlets the way it has. That's like great. It, yeah, it is a thing that when you have conversations around racism or white supremacy or police brutality, yeah. that's the thing that most outlets are like, "I'm not touching that thing with a ten foot pole." Right. right. And I saw we got we got coverage in IGN, uh, GameSpot, you yeah. know, Kotaku, a whole bunch of places like literally, you know, put their put their content down for a day. Yeah. Uh, On Tuesday of last week and shared our work, which is for us fantastic and also super validating in lots of different ways. So,
0: yeah, I think, you know, I think sometimes you were talking about, yeah, oh, we're not going to touch this because I think with with the games industry and with games media as well, I think there's a tendency to shy away from that because it's like, oh, you know, uh, we don't want to piss off people or we don't. And, and, you know, and Rooster Teeth had that issue, too. So it's like. Um, but yeah, it, it does feel like there's a little bit more of a coming together at this time. And it's like, Hey, we got to talk about this. We got to, we've got to get better and we've, we've all got to improve because there's a ton of room for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. As, as long as we're talking about it right now, I'm going to slide in. I know we want, we want to jump off and get into some of these news stories, Brian, but I, I just wanted to ask you, Khalif, since you're here and we're kind of already on the topic and I was going to yeah. save it for the end, uh, for the question section, but do you see the support like dying off already? Or do you, you think this is like a lasting change?
2: I don't know yet it's it still feels weirdly too early to tell like there's been good momentum across not only just gaming outlets but doing that work but there's also been great uh momentum around the content creator spaces where people are collabing in ways that I hadn't seen before and, and yeah. doing work with with other teams that they haven't seen them do before with with groups in our communities that that, that has been good. I do wonder though, what's gonna happen even next week. You know what I mean? Like with the PS5 information dropping, you know, as of today, as of of the day that we're recording this, the the conversation is definitely going to change a lot, especially, and then also you have major games coming out in the next couple of of weeks too. So um, we will see, you know, just how much people are putting their money where their mouths were uh, in the past week and and, and the (laughs) weeks prior to that. Um, It will be very, very cool to see if people continue that that momentum and continue that energy towards having these really important conversations. But it it also will definitely depend on how many more uh, protests and riots and and all that are going to be out in the street in the past in the next weeks, too. So uh, lots of good stuff.
0: And and there's just sort of uh, the news cycle, too. And, you know, uh, uh, I I come from a news background and it, you know, it's one of those things where. You you can write about something, write about something and write about something, and then finally an editor will go, I'm sick of reading about this, bring me something else, you know, oh, yeah. and, and, and that's just you know it's unfortunate, but you know there there is. I mean, coronavirus even got kind of pushed <laughs> to the you know. <laughs> so it, yeah. it, it's a good point of like, yeah, what, what's it going to look like next week? Not even a, a month from now, a week from now.
2: I mean, and honestly, I like I'll, I'll keep it you know two hundred with both of you and everybody else in the audience, like. I haven't had a chance to talk about games in the past two weeks either. Like, right. you know, I would right. love to to get back to doing some game coverage as a respite from having those conversations too. Like, I'm really excited. We're going to talk a little bit about some PS5 stuff in the news today, but I'm I'm excited that we're going to talk about something else.
1: <laughs> uh to, to 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 kind of give myself
2: a break from having those conversations. Right. So yeah, it, it's it's gonna be the energy is gonna be interesting. I wanna see how brands are going to continue to 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 lift that message up and if we're gonna see people kind of just duck and shut and shy away yeah. from it again. So we, we'll see.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. Well, let's get to the stories of the week. And uh, obviously, uh, the PS5, we're recording this kind of Thursday afternoon. It's before the PS5 games reveal. So uh, unfortunately, you're uh, well, by the time you listen to this, you're probably already aware you watched it anyway. Uh, But one one interesting story that kind of bubbled up this week was uh, talking about uh, the PS5. Well, both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And uh, it, um, Phil Spencer, of all people, gave an interview uh, to the BBC about the Xbox Series X, kind of felt like he's trying to manage expectations a little bit. Talked about, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the terrible, terrible economy we're in um, and, and kind of uh, phrased it like, look, if people, if it's not in your budget to buy a, an Xbox Series X this holiday, that's fine. We want you on Game Pass. We want you, you know, in our ecosystem. It's, you know, it, it really doubling down on that point of uh, we don't care what you play our games on, We but we want you, you know, playing our stuff. We want you on Game Pass. Uh, so... it it makes sense uh he's such a pro that i think he he kind of managed to you know tamp it down a little bit but it it does feel like to me it pointed to a little bit of worry like jesus christ we have this brand new you know (laughs) generation coming out when like everyone's losing their job and out of work and video games are going to be you know it's a recreational activity so it might hurt them
1: yeah i get. I get to write the uh, video game uh, some of the video descriptions for some of our content, and I think in one of them I put like this is absolutely the worst year to release a console in the history of video games. <laughs> you're kind of right. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong.
0: So <laughs>
2: you're not wrong by that. I mean, I think I think the thing I love about Phil is that Phil comes to these conversations with a really interesting layer of calm. Yes, which I, which I think is really important to the space, and 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 you you can't have a, a leader of a company a uh, leader of a gaming group like that panic in these kinds of moments. Cause right. that's bad for team morale. Right. That's bad as a signal up to the community and to the consumers. Uh, but it is one of those things where like Evan, you're right. This is a terrible time to launch a console uh, knowing all those factors. But I think it's a very human answer that he gave. Yes, Uh, by acknowledging just where people actually are, I think that will give them way more grace and give them a lot more kudos when it comes to the time when people um, want either have money to make those purchases or when they are actually in the market to buy some of that stuff. And yeah, they've set themselves up in a really good way with Game Pass and with, you know, xCloud being a a thing in the future that's going to be in the space so that when they do have some hard times with hardware, they will still have people in their ecosystem playing games that are going to be Xbox related. So they're Plus, smart in that respect.
0: And I think, and he mentioned this too, that that smart delivery program yep. to where you buy you buy something for your Xbox One now, if and when you decide to buy the next gen console, all of them carry over. So, yep. uh, boy, that this is just a perfect time to th- that's just perfect for this kind of program. And I think you're right talking about. Phil being kind of a calming presence. They brought him in after that disaster of the launch of the Xbox one, where they completely screwed it up. And he, he righted the ship, man. He, um, you know, got uh, kind of got everybody rallied and got morale back up. They, they obviously didn't win this generation, but I think he staved off disaster.
1: Oh Oh, yeah, which is why I think it it
0: very well could have been.
1: I think it's also better that they are out there kind of acknowledging these things. The thing that scares me about major companies is when they don't say anything, right? Um, (laughs) right. And that's why I've been like a little bit worried. I think the PS Five is going to be fine. It's going to be a great console, but I like just in terms of marketing, it's been super worrying because when you don't say anything, you allow the audience to control the message, right? And so at least now by like acknowledging that, like, yeah, hey, it might be like a little bit shaky coming up there's blood in the water maybe and you can read it as weakness but it's also a little bit at least getting their foot in there to control the message like being like hey we kind of anticipated this and we've got a plan to uh you know hopefully in the long end we're going to do fine right
0: yeah you're kind of inoculating yourself against criticism almost it's like you make mm. a joke about yourself you beat everybody else to the punch um, um a little bit and and yeah it's you know but it is it's one of these industries i i remember talking to somebody from like the restaurant industry and they're like extremely sensitive to recessions and, and mm-hmm. bad economic times. Cause they say that is the first thing that families cut yep. when times are bad. They stop going out to eat. And we did, I remember growing up, like as a kid. And so I think, I think gaming is, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it, the rest of the year, a lot of people just might be working on their backlog, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. A lot of those cross-gen platform titles yeah. that we see, mm-hmm. people are probably going to default the, to the console they already have. Yeah. Um, and it's also really interesting messaging that we see, again, like from the, 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 the old days of the Xbox with Don Matrix saying, you know, basically tanking what that wind up being for that console for a while and then Phil coming in and, and, and cleaning that up. And then also from a Sony standpoint of, you know, people talking about, well, so what if it's 600 bucks? Go work an extra job. <laughs> um, where, right. where you see, you know, these major companies now having seen the errors of those ways and, and having more human uh, yeah. interactions and human messaging uh, out in the world. So, so kudos to them for, for doing that work.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, um, I always, I, I think Phil has been honestly great for the entire industry because I think when, when Microsoft and Xbox are strong, uh, just having a third big player in that space is always good because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, uh, I think uh, probably most of us here remember the, the old days when it was just Nintendo or, or Sega was just a, a small player and Nintendo did whatever they wanted and they uh, uh, <laughs> were sort of a lot less friendly to third party devs and things like that. So it's just, uh, you know, uh, uh, competition in, in this industry I think is always a good thing. So agreed. Um, yeah, it, it'll be cool to see, uh, speaking of next gen consoles, the PS five, uh, we, um, Obviously, we had the games revealed today, or we're going to. After you know, by the time you listen to this, you'll you'll have experienced. We've already it. seen it at this
1: point. That's we right. Have, we'll, we'll have content on the, the be... channel. We're, we're live streaming the the event, so yeah. I think you all have be one.
2: On they all yeah. sent us one. in That's real right. Time. Oh yeah, we're
0: big time like that, <laughs> and all <laughs> the <laughs> games too. Yeah. yeah but yeah, there yeah. was a really interesting post in Reset Era uh, about uh, the PS5 and the the solid state drive because they've really been putting a lot of emphasis on that. And, and, you know, showing demos of Spider-Man, you know, loading up in just a couple seconds. Uh, Tim Sweeney's really praised it, said it's more efficient than PCs. Uh, But then uh, Thomas Maller, Thomas Mailer posted, and he is uh, he's the founder of Moon Studios, which did Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Ori and the Blind Forest. He basically went on Reset Air and said, yeah, it's great. Like, it's cool. I'm not taking anything away from that. But third-party devs aren't going to uh, basically make two different versions. Like, if, if it's got loading elevators on the Xbox Series X, it's going to have loading elevators on the PS5. So he, he was basically saying the third the first-party uh, companies are the ones who are going to fully take advantage of that. The rest of us are just going to make the same game for everybody. Ooh, yeah. that's rough. Yeah, I
1: know. That's, that's kind of the way it's always been, though. I mean, it's... I mean, in some ways, it's like in other news, water is wet, but also, (laughs) um, but also, I think what he's saying is interesting too because it doesn't mean that those load times are going to be long, right? So, like, I wonder how that works. Uh, You know, when you jump into that elevator on PS5, that elevator is going to be way quicker, or are they going to have to? Like artificially, it's gonna be like you it. went to
0: the first floor instead of the penthouse. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: yeah <laughs> I would love if Sony would
2: put like a weird disclaimer in every game that pops up that's not using the PS5 SSD. That's like this could yeah. have been better if the de- developers <laughs> utilized this. Scolding them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the the thing that comes off instantly from this conversation that I think is a a thing that Sony's gonna have to figure out how to message is they already had a problem in the PS3 era around architecture, yes. right? Where yep. it mm-hmm. was harder for, for some devs to uh, uh, code for that architecture, making it, you know, the less uh, sexy platform to, cell. To, to, yeah, to have. The cell what... processor. Yeah. yeah, the cell processor. Yeah, the cell processor. And it was one of those things where they weren't lead skew for a long period of time uh, during that era. Right. And the conversation that they also have to now manage is Cerny has had a really good, so far um conversation with the with the community about like this is gonna be a really good thing for you and for developers because yep. they won't have to do a lot of this extra work to get the thing to run really well on our system. And now you have this conversation from Mahler that kind of refutes that in a right. weird way. Um, so they're gonna have to figure out ways to get the the messaging on track for that for sure because if that is a thing that in developer circles is going around as you know, beginning gospel—that's a bad deal for, for for Sony in lots of ways. So they're going to have to figure out how to get that under control and wrangle that message in a real way, super fast. Uh, yeah, so.
0: because yeah, because I, I, it's funny you mentioned the PS3 because I I kind of got flashbacks to that too in the sense of um, I, they overhyped the PS3 in in the in the rollout, you know, and sort of yeah. just acted like. Uh, oh it's got this new sort of magical processor that's gonna be doing all this stuff and it I don't think the ps3 was a bad console at all it had some great games but but there was a little bit of you know uh, um, over promising I think and, and I, I got some I got some flashbacks there be, uh, with the ps5 because yeah uh, yeah if it loads uh, it can load a first party game in two seconds under optimal conditions but yeah this uh, uh, this guy seemed to be giving you, Here's how the real world works, and here's what's (laughs) going to happen.
1: Right, Mm. Yeah, that's that's super fair. And I think are you referencing like the Killzone trailer from way back when it was like completely epic, and then PS3 Mm -hmm. kind of underdelivered. Yeah, I think. um, Yeah, I think it's a really interesting case. Do you? I was thinking about this this morning. Do you think that there's incentive for them to like pay developers a little extra to go in and retool their games to make it? Like just slightly better on PS5 or something. Well, oh yeah,
2: I mean, the, like Unreal will do some of that work too. Like they help it with enablement with you know the Unreal Engine and, and making sure that people have dev days where you can come in and figure out how to optimize your stuff. And it, it's only it only behooves Sony and PlayStation to do some of that work up front. Yeah yeah um and especially with, with third-party that already have dev kits like why wouldn't you already be doing that work to make sure that they're going to be able to get all the good juice out of the, the content right. or out of the system out of the box uh because that just makes you feel like a like you're already kind of putting them in a, in a weird position to not do that work right so right um yeah i would hope so like if they have dev kits like how do you not do that that makes no sense i would love to hear that from the sony side of the fence though like what are you actually doing to help, you know, <laughs> enable that stuff for developers who are not first party?
0: Yeah, that's going to exactly. be most of the
2: games we wind up playing. So yeah,
0: is is it something? Is there some secret sauce in there that just sort of kicks in automatically, like Cerny's kind of alluded to? That yeah, you don't really have to do much, which would be great. And and that's, you know, I, I th- it seems like Sony is focusing more on. Uh, optimizing games to sort of run very efficiently and load very efficiently and, and sort of, you know, cut out some of the, it's sort of almost quality of life improvements while Microsoft still going to have an SSD. I I think it's still going to load plenty fast, but yeah, they're going harder. I think on, you know, more 4k, more frame rates, you know, sort of maybe pushing the graphical, Uh, end of it a little bit more than the PS5 what's
2: actually really interesting too is that both of the systems have weird memory memory uh, messaging issues that they have to work through so you have the like weird extra memory dongle thing that is going to be on the Xbox Series X oh yeah and then you Mm -hmm. also have now this conversation around the PS5 Uh, and the SSD, it's going to be really interesting to see how both companies work themselves around that, because we saw what happened with Xbox back in the day when you had the detachable hard drives, and that was a whole issue, and now you see this conversation around the SSDs on the PS5, so lots of PR folks getting paid real well right now to figure out what that's going to wind up being (laughs) in terms of the conversation, so uh, Godspeed to all of you doing that work.
0: Right, (laughs) right, exactly. I mean, I, I, I also think at the end of the day, um, if we're arguing about a, a load time of, you know, eight seconds on the Xbox Series X versus five seconds on the PS5, it's not going to mean that much. Yeah. Like over, you know, uh, now, uh, you know, if, if they're both fast, I, I don't know if it's going to ultimately matter, but it's the launch to it's the build up to a new console cycle. And it's fun to argue about these things. Yeah. And, and that stuff know. will
2: get faster over time, too. It'll be, yes. It'll get optimized mm-hmm. either way.
0: That's right. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the things, too, I was thinking back to what we were saying earlier. You know, the end of a console usually has, like, some of their best games because everybody's kind of figured out how to develop for it. So I'm I'm kind of excited for, yeah, games like The Last of Us and Cyberpunk because hopefully they're going to, you know, hopefully they're going to figure out how to kind of wring every last bit of juice out of the machines.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and I think about CD Projekt Red is a real interesting case too because for forever, and it's obviously a different company, but Crisis was like the benchmark for PCs. Right? But then can all it all run of a sudden, Crisis? Yeah. Yeah. Can it run Crisis? <laughs> and now CD Projekt Red has kind of taken that mantle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, it'd be interesting to see if they have different approaches to like the different consoles. Uh they obviously spend a lot of time optimizing for PC. So right. I maybe that's more favorable for for the Xbox side, but mm. but yeah, I, I love the stuff like that, I mean that's the reason to own consoles in my opinion is for the first party exclusives because they are able to like eke out all the performance. Yeah. Yep. And and yep. that's like what part of what makes them great as well as all the other, you know, narrative and like story and stuff uh, production that they just throw into those games, uh music and and sound and all that too um so yeah I, I it's it's interesting like either way you cut it i don't feel like any of the players are really losing out too much here it seems like the differences and i guess we'll see after today and, and in the coming months but the differences don't seem like too too drastic as of yet I,
0: that's what i think yeah, yeah. I, I think and and i think um you're right about the first party and i i think the playstation has you know, developed that reputation for being not like a Nintendo first party machine, but I, I think one of the, the, the crown jewels of a PlayStation are its first party exclusives. It, oh, for that's sure. just, I think that's a huge reason why you get a PlayStation, and I think they're um, definitely going to continue that moving forward.
1: Yeah, being older seeing the sea change in the response to just how many PlayStation fans there are now has been kind of wild for me because before everything was Xbox 360. Like it was like impossible to take two steps on the internet without seeing like Xbox 360 yeah. fanboys out there just like really to now. It used to be way worse. <laughs> it had <And> Xbox now... <laughs> Live and yeah, yeah, it was
0: where sort of the real the hardcore uh. console gamers played. Yeah.
1: And now it feels so much like you can't even look at the the PS4 or PS5 weirdly without You know, people coming out in droves in support of it. The Sony Um, Ponies. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I, I, you know, I have my feet on both sides, (laughs) as always. You know, I'm not losing anything. Right. Um, Right. So yeah, it's it's it'll be fun to see just what new games look like. I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, um, for
0: sure. Yeah, it's it's going to be cool. I mean, it's it's always a fun time. Buying a new console, to me, still makes me feel like a kid again. And setting it up oh, and yeah. everything it's so much fun. It's so good. Um, let's move on to the other big uh, console maker, Nintendo. They have been having major problems with the Switch hack. Uh, well, in, <laughs> at least in terms of accounts that have been hacked. You might remember, uh, I think this was back in April, they said about 160,000 Uh, accounts had been compromised. Turns out almost twice as bad, closer to (laughs) 300,000, they said this week. Um, it, it, It applies to, it's a little bit specific, but if you connected your old Nintendo network ID from your 3ds or your wii u to the switch you might be one of those who are vulnerable uh but yeah it, it let people you know uh, play your games they could buy stuff you know there's reports oh, of people god. buying a bunch of Bucks. <laughs> oh my um, god yeah so i don't think they could see your credit card number but they could use it <laughs> on on nintendo you know they could they saw a lot of your personal information so it's a It's a big problem, you know, more than they let on to. You know, it's not as bad as like the PSN hack back in twenty eleven, but uh it's it's pretty serious for Nintendo. Wow.
2: Wow, (laughs) wow, wow. The part of (laughs) it's like it's like, is Nintendo playing the part of the ESA right now? Just like letting everybody just hack all your crap? Like the the weirdest part about this, and and this is not to, to 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 belittle what Nintendo has been able to do with the Switch, but one of the things that always raised my eyebrows in terms of uh, why I am not as excited to, 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 to be on Nintendo hardware is just how antiquated oh. they have been yeah. with the way that they connect and and link up their systems to work together. There are so many ways to log into all the things you need to do on your Switch to have the full experience. Oh, I need to go get this app on my phone to go talk to people or do stuff in Animal Crossing. Oh, I need to have a Nintendo account here that connects to this other thing. It's just like so many, like my IT brain. As an IT professional for over the past <laughs> ten years, is just like, yo, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. What, what do you do? You leave so many holes in your system for people to possibly jump through. Yeah. Uh, to get to a simple, simple sign in to get things done, it's like it's so unreasonable. So I'm not, I'm not surprised by this being, you know, worse than what it was, or even that it happened in the first place. So the, my, the my
1: argument God. for that too is always that like, oh, Nintendo's really um, conservative in terms of their security for their for their breaches and stuff. Um, And that's why, like, they're just, like, so far behind. But, like, yeah, I think what you're saying is, like, no, they're they're so far behind and also they're bad at security (laughs) because of that, right?
0: (laughs) It would not surprise me a bit to hear they are bad at security. (laughs) I mean,
2: they're bad at the Internet.
0: Right. Like think about that. Like from a base
2: conception, like they're bad at the internet. Like tell me how many good Nintendo online experiences you've had in the past 10 years. If it was up to
0: them, we would still be playing on unplugged consoles with nobody else, (laughs) but ourselves and whoever else is in the immediate room with us.
1: Yep. I'd kind of be okay with that. I guess it
0: it is kind of charming. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. That's just so unreasonable. I,
0: I will say though, as somebody, you know, if I, when I have a kid playing, uh, like the switch or so i am less worried though because nintendo locks it down so much <laughs> and makes online so difficult i'm like you're probably fine there's probably yeah, totally. no adult trying to get you to send them selfies or something <laughs>
2: yeah for sure
0: wow um let's see what's oh let's talk uh moving on cyberpunk 2077 we've mentioned that a little bit before uh they cd project red met, uh, mentioned in a press release it's not coming day and date to Stadia. I think it was it, September 13th when it's coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, 17th, excuse me, uh, for PC, Xbox One, and PS4. I think the assumption was that it would also come out on Stadia that day. And, you know, the whole thing of Stadia is there's no downloading and you don't have to, you know, you can just kind of start it up. And, um, you know, we've seen Doom Eternal. We've seen a few new ones come out. But this this seems like... Uh, 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 that's bad. more bad news that Stadia didn't need because this is, it, is a highly anticipated. And I'm sure Stadia people were stoked to play it. Both of is them. Is it the
1: death knell, right? Like, is that the... the Burying the lead here? I think how many more knocks against Stadia can it take before uh, it just, like, completely has no audience? I think that's, like, like yeah. oh, no, like, Cyberpunk doesn't come to Stadia. I don't think a lot of people are going to care, but I think, like, maybe people at Stadia probably care because they need every, every, like, ounce of, like, good faith and, and, good will and, and, and is it a sign players? that
0: developers aren't making it a priority oh you know, absolutely. because the player base isn't there yeah yeah I'm,
2: I'm as a person who wants to love stadia and wants to give it a chance it's in that container or it's in that closet right now because i'm not playing it um <laughs> and that's sad because i still think that there's a space for it in the ecosystem where it is, it is the traveler's game of choice, you know, a system of choice in that way. Totally, yeah. Um, and I think it still has a really good spot in where it could land, but the inconsistencies have just continuously been there, just like yeah. everything that we thought we were going to get, we're not getting now, or, right. you know, anything that technology-wise, it's getting... And the weird thing is, like, what sucks is that they have made improvements to the way that it works, but because... No one's touching it in the ways that they expect. You can't even evangelize it in a good way. You can't even share that good news because yeah. people are like, "Well, so what? I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna jump on that thing when I have a, a beefy PC or my console just does what it needs to do." Um, but, but I'm actually kind of sad that Cyberpunk isn't gonna be making it at day and date because I was hoping that there would be some cross-save stuff in that space somewhere. So I would be able to play somewhere else and then continue that game progress uh, because it's going to be a big and long and beefy game uh, to be able to play that stuff wherever I was in another room or something else or didn't have access to the TV. Um, so I'm sad about that stuff. Uh, I'm hoping that they can get that stuff together soon and, and figure it all out. But man, Stadia, I got to figure it out. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I, I tried Stadia. They they offered Pro like two months for free or something. This was a couple yeah. months back, and I tried it just to see what it was about. Yep. And um, it, it you know it's one of those things like the technology is cool. Like I was like playing Destiny on a seven year old MacBook Air, and like. The, the, but yes it was a little there was a little bit of lag you know i couldn't see like playing a some sort of competitive fps on it but then i played uh like a steamworld game and it was fine for that like steamworld quest and and uh it was totally fine for that and, and even like I, I, they're putting elder scrolls online uh onto the stadia i think next week like that's cool i think mmos actually could maybe have a life on it but but even you know, I thought the technology was cool. I thought there's something there. I still couldn't see that being my day in day out gaming platform. It just, I yeah. just didn't see it. Especially yeah. with with like Project X Cloud kind of coming up, I, I, it just feels like there's better alternatives.
1: Would Stadia be doing any better without the pandemic? Like, I don't know if we've talked about this directly, but maybe the use case in the audience, like kind of Khalif was saying, um, to play Cyberpunk wherever right like and if you you know in a normal year if you'd be traveling a lot right to different yeah. gaming events and shows and things like that yep. um and and i think a lot of that audience is in that vein right or in or, and, yeah. and yeah. for the release too like maybe even that audience doesn't care if they don't get a day and date because they probably don't have enough time to get to it anyway right. Right? like is that the <laughs> right. stadia demographic of, of like the the busy business guy who just wants to play games you know between commutes and flights and stuff like that i don't know well
2: here's the here's the part that actually is the is the worst news for stadia folks is that yes i think that that is probably the major kind of demo that they would be able to snatch up early as early adopters for stadia stuff the second part that's actually kind of kind of sucks for them is right now when you've like the biggest issue was around data was like, yeah. oh, my God, yeah. how much data are you going to suck up right. from my mm. from my ISP? Right. And with so many companies now kind of lifting their data caps and people still not using Stadia as an option for gaming yeah. Yeah. in the same ways, that's rough. Because right now they should be thriving in, in yeah. that respect of being I, able to, to do I, that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I have never been able to. We uh, Our first story about Stadia, I think when they unveiled it, we kind of asked that question, who is this for? Because um, I just and I think Strauss Zelnick, the Take Two CEO, said this too. The the idea that you want to get into games and you're willing to, uh, but you don't want to spend hardware, but for hardware, but you would spend sixty bucks for a new game. I just don't know if that person really exists. Because if you're if you're going to buy games for sixty bucks, you're probably going to put money down on hardware too. You know the right? drill.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right.
0: You know yeah. what you're getting into. Video games have been around for decades and decades <laughs> now. You you know what you know what this is all about. And and uh, to me it seemed like maybe Stadia could fill a niche of people who wanted to kind of game on the PC but didn't want to buy a big, you know, a big expensive rig but still wanted, you know, to play, you know, a, a lot of PC games and like PC quality games. Um, but, it, yeah, I, I think the people left right now who are playing it are sort of early adopter, like enthusiast types who are just kind of interested in the tech. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, uh, you'd mentioned word of mouth before. I think, yeah, you're not you're not giving those people a reason to tell their friends. and They really need that right now. Google yep. does. <laughs> yep, for sure. And, and Google's uh, Google is more than happy to pull the plug on a project that isn't working. I mean, they've done it with a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, they have a whole studio in Playa right now, too. That's like, I keep thinking about that. Like, yeah. is it, I don't know if that's Jade Raymond or um, Amy Hennig's deal, but they have one of them, right? Like, working on Stadia stuff. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they put a yeah. lot
0: of money into it. Yeah. yeah. Jade Raymond, I know, works for him. Yeah. Or yeah, heads yeah. up a studio.
2: Yeah. Uh, we shall see. That's going to be a really interesting thing to see how they kind of end out the year yeah, uh, and see where they wind up landing. Cause that's, that's, that's where we're going to figure out like if it's going to stick around or probably at the end of the year for sure.
0: Yeah. At some, at some point, a bunch of people in suits from Google are going to have a meeting and be like, all right, what, what do we have to show for this? And what's the potential for growth here? Because these are internet people. They're used to big growth, you know, it's like up, up, up and up. And, uh, but i don't know this this kind of goes the other way so i i we beat up on stadia a lot i think the idea is cool and i i hope for people who play stadia that it works and i i'm in favor of more competitors in the space i think it's good i i this it just even when i played it a couple uh uh Weeks ago, it still felt very beta to me and not mm. like a finished product yet.
2: I'll probably, I'll probably uh, like unbox it and, and go mess around with it sometime today and see if I, or at least over the weekend to see like where it's actually at right now. Yeah. Uh, but they need a win real bad. Yeah, they need a <laughs> win. That's right. <laughs> they need a win. That's right. They need a win real bad.
0: Even VR got a big win with Half Life Alex. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they, they got a big kill. stadia has nothing like that on the horizon. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, All right, let's get to the questions. But first, we have sponsors. I'm excited. Uh, We love people who sponsor our show. First, let's talk about ExpressVPN. Now, everybody, you're stuck at home these days. We know. You probably don't think too much about internet privacy on your home network, but you really should. Just incognito mode on your browser. That's not. That doesn't mean you're incognito. Your online activity can still be traced. We can see what kind of porn you're searching for. Even when you clear your browser history, your ISP can still see every website you visited, even the embarrassing ones. That's why even when I'm at home, I don't go online without using ExpressVPN. Now, you know what a VPN is. Probably most of you, we're all smart people here. But... What it does, if you don't know, it routes your internet connection through their secure servers. It has an IP address, ExpressVPN does, that's shared among thousands of users. What does that mean? It means everything you do is anonymized. Can't be traced back to you. We are anonymous. You know, it's like everybody's got the little Guy Fawkes mask on. It also encrypts 100% of your data, best in class encryption, so your information is always protected. It's got you covered on every device, your computer, your tablet, your smartphone. Yeah, you're not safe on the smartphone either. Uh, so protect your online activity today with the VPN that I trust to secure my privacy. Visit my special link, guys, at expressvpn.com slash sendnews. You can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot slash sendnews, S-E-N-D-N-E-W-S, expressvpn.com slash send news to learn more. And thank you to ExpressVPN. Y'all have really kept us going through some lean times. We appreciate y'all. And then uh, one more, let's talk about your skin because guess what guys, your skin has needs too. If you want it to look as good as possible for as long as possible, you got to address those needs. Now I know you might just be sitting around at home on the computer all day, but your skin needs some love too. There is a company that has taken all of the guesswork out of you, Lumen. Lumen is on a mission to help give men the amazing skin they deserve through high-quality, expert-created products delivered right to your door, formulated specifically for men's skin, made to target skin issues with maximum efficacy using top-notch ingredients like charcoal, green tea extract, vitamin C. Yeah, you just thought they sold that stuff at Whole Foods. No, they sell it at Lumen Skin, too. It's not about just looking good, it's about feeling good. You want it, you want your skin to look good. That's the first thing everybody sees about you. I have we actually got lumen skin. I've been using the moisturizer. It's something I'd always like forgotten about. I would just like soak myself up in the shower, but then I would notice, oh, why is my face all peeling away? But you gotta moisturize after lumen skin has great moisturizer. Choose from different skin concerns to address. I got dry skin myself. I've always had it. Or you can pick up a simple starter pack for free. You deserve to look and feel your best. Here's where you start, guys. Go to LumenSkin, dot com slash SendNews, SendNews, S-E-N-D-N-E-W-S, to get a one-month free trial of everything you need to start your skincare journey at home that's the best journey you're ever going to start that's lumenskin.com slash send news to get your first month for free lumenskin.com slash send news so thank you to both of our great sponsors i feel like i feel feel like like you
2: guys should send a sponsor code over to nintendo for expressvpn Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> that's right. They wouldn't be in this mess. I feel like a real radio guy reading these. No, reading that's great. These, I, lo- uh, I love hearing live it's reads. Fun. Those are always fun for me. <laughs> it's very fun. All right. Let's go to questions. Um, we get these uh, from our beautiful fans on Twitter. First one from Joe Cerna: What old systems do you still fire up? What games do you play on it? That's a good, that is a very good question uh you guys go first Ooh.
1: yeah sure i um i'm always surprised that my super nintendo works like i always take oh, it those out are tanks yeah yeah I, I mean and i'm pretty sure that at some point uh when i was younger my family moved and it was like in a box like stored outside yep. under like an awning for a couple of probably years probably got
0: rained on yeah
1: maybe yeah I, I definitely it was a leaky awning for sure uh <laughs> definitely some big puddles of water under there and yeah like i pulled it out one year and just like oh does this still work? And I plugged it in and totally, yeah, it's all yellowed or whatever, but it's totally fine. Yeah. That's awesome. incredible. Yeah. That's probably one of the best consoles of all time just because of my age bias. But <laughs> yeah, I'm always surprised to see that thing. It always on
0: surprises me. The Super Nintendo didn't do that great in terms of sales. Um, I forget. Let me look up. But like, but it's such a legendary console right now. No, wait. Hold on. That was the NES. Yeah, maybe it didn't do that well. Worldwide, just 49 million. That was it. That's interesting. Yeah. So influential, though. Because I I feel like it really just took the NES way, just like really to the next level. Because I I love the NES, but it had... So a lot of just kind of arcadey and just there were some it was it was great for its time. But I I think the Super Nintendo stuff has aged really well.
1: Oh, yeah. I think those two jumps of of generations spoiled us, too, from going 8-bit to 16-bit and then um, then to 64 and then into 64. Yeah, yeah, that 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 jump to the PlayStation era was just mind blowing at the time.
0: Oh, yeah. Hard to explain if you didn't live through it. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I used
1: to go to my local game shop and I would just sit in there for like two hours and watch the Mario demo. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh yeah, just being amazed. Yeah, it's so good. There's I a think, story
0: I think, too, I think about. Oh, sorry, uh, about when they showed off Mario 64 for the first time. I don't know if it was E3 or something. And people's mind, like people just didn't know how to react. It was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's amazing.
2: Yeah, people freaked out when the, when all that stuff came out and the Blast Processor on the Genesis and all those other things. Yeah. Out. Yeah. I, I mean, I think. Uh, when i go back i go back to my ps3 at this point like that's as far back as i go i mean i, I, I well that's not true i literally just bought a, a a set of mame roms uh the other day because i need to play some old school games that i haven't played in a very long yeah. time um but yeah i was like there's one game that i've been dying to get back on and it's called 4 a.m which is this right. music game that played yep. on ps3 so basically oh, it right. was uh one that you use your move controllers with and you, each section, each quadrant of your screen played a different instrument, and with the spatial awareness of your move controllers, you could add reverb and echo. Oh wow! Uh, and also the cool stuff with the with the game that you would play, um, and it was one of the best games that was ever made, but it got no love because it was too weird for people. Um, so so I play a lot of that stuff, and then I, I kind of I don't really dig into my old systems as much as I used to because I kind of either don't have the hardware anymore. Or I've emulated some of that stuff off, uh, so it's not on hardware. But yeah, I, I miss some of the. I, I don't miss the, the the controllers from the old old yes. systems. <laughs> yeah. Except for like my GameCube, which was which was always great. So.
0: Yeah, Yeah. It, it also takes like, you know, you got to dig it out from under your bed or whatever and like get it set up. Like, you know, there's usually like a sort of an installation process, too, <laughs> when you want to bust out the PS2 so you can play Guitar Hero or something. Like, like who like has that.
1: component cables anymore? Yeah, like, yeah if you yeah. don't have a CRT, I guess. So that's my feeling. It's like, I don't even have a CRT. What am I doing? Yeah, like, I'm like, like, I don't have yeah. component cables. Like, what am I yeah. doing <laughs> with that stuff?
0: <laughs> my, uh, let's see, I still, it's not. It's not quite dead yet, but I guess yeah, with 3DS, I, I still play quite a bit because um, uh, it's got a good library and it plays DS games. So I, mm. there's just so much you can play. And yeah, it's it's a portable, so you just have to make sure it's got, you know, it's it's got juice in it and it can go. Uh, also, the PS Vita, I still have mine. Um, I'm still. I'm about to start up uh, the Trails of Cold Steel series on that oh. because I think only one and two. Are, well, it's on that in the PS4, but I just love portables, and the the Vita is still such a good yeah. portable.
1: Be still my beating heart, man. I love yeah. my Vita so and I, much. That oh, yeah. that OLED screen and just. Ugh, got, I have to it, see it, if it still works I, have one I mean it was closet. the Stadia of its day right? Like <laughs> Kind of yeah like, people just dumped on that thing but it was really cool and well, like, but you it got was, a lot of indie games on there and stuff it was oh, yeah. just
0: a little too expensive I feel like if they had cut that price a little bit more you know that that's one of those things where I forget what it retailed for but like I feel like a $50 cut would have maybe helped it a little bit more um All right, let's move on. Uh, I had something kind of related. Oh, Paris asks, (laughs) what can Google Uh do to save Stadia? Speaking of Stadia, great question. I, if, I knew the answer. I would go get a job at Google and make a lot of money.
2: First of all, Paris never asks good questions. He asks terrible <laughs> questions all the time. He makes terrible food. Screw that person. Screw I you, see Paris. there is
0: some, yeah, there's a rivalry going on here invo- involving your burnt oven ribs.
2: Screw you, Paris, screw you, your ribs and all your stupid questions, whatever. Um, I mean, what do you do to save stadia? You, you need more games. You need yep. better messaging. You need more people to to understand the ecosystem. yeah, and you have to come through on the promises that you that you said you were going to do, and then you'll be in a better position. That's that's I the, think the some
1: of it too is like maybe too little too late. what what can they do now, right? Like if they waited till they had games that use the architecture that they're like base all their technology on, like games that are exclusive to Stadia, I think that would have moved more units for sure. Yeah. And maybe that stuff is just so far out that they, they can't wait that long. But um,
0: I, I don't know. I, I think a big uh, I, I think a big exclusive like a Half-Life Alex, I mean, I know that's a that's a tall order. That requires years and years of, of work. But I, I think it would help if they just if there was something that you could only play on Stadia, I think that would get people to take a second look at it or first look.
1: And they're Google. They have so much money. Right, like they, right. They could go and s- swoop out some really incredible developers for for probably not that much money to them. But yeah, they could just go old school and and, and buy up studios that can make them those exclusives. And I'm just surprised like nobody thought of that before they launched their right. brand new platform well, that's I mean, supposed to change gaming forever. Oh, here's yeah. the
2: thing. Now though, right? And you're absolutely right about that. That take, Evan. I think that the who's gonna who's gonna you know hitch their wagon to the Stadia now? Yeah.
0: Though? yeah, yeah. Now it's too late, right. right? Now yeah. it's too late.
2: Like yeah. I would as a studio, why
1: would I do that? Unless no they're re- paying
0: me a bunch of money just yeah, for these, yeah. like Sony does, with like you know their their first party studios. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. If they throw that Google money at you,
0: yeah, they need oh, to bring lady. Mother Three to the West. <laughs> all of their pro, they need to buy Could the rights imagine? to it. People oh would God. lose their shit. That's that's it. That's how you say. It. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on. I got to get back to my questions uh zion tart asks what are some games that help you chill out (laughs) oh animal crossing is so like it's such a perfect chill out game (laughs) you don't have to pay that much attention you can just kind of go around and do repetitive tasks you can pick weeds you can terraform you can watch a show at the same time uh so that's my vote
2: I'm weird. I play really stressful games to chill out.
0: Right. <laughs> like I used to
2: play Paragon. That used to be my game. That used to, to make me feel better. Uh, I play fighting games to make me feel like bit better and chilled out. Um, it was something I played that was really, really stressful. I play a lot of Dead Cells when when I'm like I have like my before I go to bed games.
0: Yes, yeah, um, yeah. Yep. And,
2: and those are a couple of those where it's like I'm gonna go to bed. I need something to like not think too hard, but I'm good at. Uh, and, and, and able to, like, do cool stuff. So, like, I keep, those games,
0: I, for sure. I keep meaning to go back and play Dead Cells uh, oh, because so I good. started it... But I never, it's like learning Spanish. It's always one of those things that's like on my to-do list. But I've never, did you beat it? Did you uh, uh, go all the way through?
2: Finally, yeah. Like like some months back, I finally beat the last boss. Uh, I don't know what happened. I think somebody threw some holy water on me right at the end of that battle. Like in real life. Uh,
0: (laughs) I was like, I made it through.
2: Thank God, I've been trying to beat this thing forever and I couldn't do it. So uh, yeah, it, it was really satisfying too. I was like, oh my God, I finally beat this thing that I've been kicking my has been kicking my butt for a long time so uh.
0: especially with roguelikes cuz you got to start all over again i oh, mean yeah, it's you yeah. know it, it's like the old it's like old nintendo games like you just no yeah. saving just start all over again
1: yep i got pretty close a couple of times to finishing dead cells but then it's just like i started reading about like the in game stuff and it's like oh no like the game is actually about like making these runs through the end of the game multiple times, and I was like, I haven't done this once. I'm just, and I'm gonna
0: tap <laughs> I need, out. No. I need to put this down because yeah. it's gonna.
1: Yeah, I have a weird relationship like that sometimes with games. Like for example, I think one of the go-to relax games I was gonna say is like Into the Breach. Yeah. And I, even like last night, I was playing. I was like, Yeah, this game chills me out. This is pretty relaxing. But then you get to the next island or the third island, and you're just like, Oh my god, I'm so stressed <laughs> out. I don't know what to do. to That save happened my to me match. too.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's great on Switch, but yeah, it's so tactical. You have to make like. The correct choices, or you will get wiped out. Yeah,
1: it's it's best to like play that game a little bit and put it down and then walk yeah. away. And but yeah. it's so hard for my brain to to like put things down like that. But mm. you, you usually come back with a better solution than what you would have like because you just start getting impatient, right? My best suggestion uh, sh- though
2: is No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is oh, the, yeah. is, is one of
1: the best yeah. chill out games you can yeah. play.
0: Yep, yeah,
1: that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, no Man's it, Sky is great. A short hike is really great. Oh uh, yeah, small indie game. It's just like you're walking around an island collecting feathers that help you, like, fly a little bit longer. and It's almost, like, journey-like in that way, but not with the – it's, like, a completely different presentation, but very chill.
0: I I used to love – I don't play them anymore, but MMOs were great for that, too. And I I would, like – have you could just grind and then, you know, watch a TV show or something on your other screen and just – uh, it, it was great. I, I love doing that. And it's, yeah, It's unless you were on like a, a major raid or something where you had to really, you know, pay attention and be dialed in. Most MMOs, kind of boring, kind of grindy. You're just, you know, walking around and leveling up your character or, you know, just kind of min-maxing and stuff. So those were, yeah, those were always very, I went through a two, three-year phase where I was, you know, heavy into WoW and other stuff like that. So that's a good choice. mmm um let's see ben ingham asked what g- what games are sony going to announce but we're not actually going to see for a good five to six years <laughs> well see by uh, the time we answer this question they'll have already made the presentation so that's
1: um, a great sealed envelope opportunity here though yeah for yeah, sure like oh yeah we like can predict and we'll look yeah. great well yeah we'll i mean, we'll, I mean like we're gonna get it right anyway. we're
0: terrible oh, like idiots yeah, yeah.
2: so kill zone is going to get announced uh, oh really? Uh, Kill Killzone is gonna get announced. Uh, Resistance is gonna get announced. Oh really? Uh, Wait, you think
1: Resistance over Ratchet? I don't. I don't know why
2: people like Ratchet. Anyway, <laughs> oh, that was a no. whole other conversation. I, I, I mean, I feel like. Every, I mean, yes, every every new console needs a platformer to to, to, to be one of the games that's in that space, and, and Ratchet <laughs> is the de facto one on the Sony platform. But I'm just like, come on,
1: y'all. Like, we don't need another Ratchet game. I'm in uh, it for Captain Quark. I think that guy's hilarious. Captain
2: Quark is fantastic, but I still don't think we need a new a new ratchet game. Like don't do that anymore. Um <laughs> I'd be okay with it. Uh and we'll probably see uh Gran Turismo yep, yep. uh be in that in that sizzle reel at some point for sure.
1: Final Fantasy remake part two? I mean, go ahead, have fun. I'm not <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's uh, well. They're to the working question, on it. Right? Surely like, they're they got working. to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they're just, they're, but
2: here's yeah. the thing, though: is like for a game like that with the visual style that it has, I don't think you push that out as a "Here's your next console. Here's what's coming out." Because, like, from a technical standpoint, yeah, there's going to be a lot of cool things you'll be able to do. But that game already looks super pretty in an art style that benefits the way that it's kind of uh, totally. made. Yeah. Um. So I don't think you put that out as a graphical showcase. You put it out there in, in words and say like, "Yeah, it's coming." But everybody kind of knows it's coming anyway. You know what I mean? I, like
0: I think we're gonna get a tease to the next numbered one. I think we're gonna get a tease for sixteen, or maybe ooh. you know, a little cinematic or something. And in true Square Enix fashion, yes, we will not see it for six <laughs> to seven years <laughs> at the end of the, the at the end of the PS5's launch uh, yeah. life cycle. Oh th- then we'll I finally forgot. see
1: it. I forgot about the lead up to Final Fantasy Thirteen. That was. It was a lot, 13, right? Like 15, 15 was
0: in hell forever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean that definitely happened with the the first Final Fantasy Seven remake and Last Guardian, right? They they showed these games and had like a great and, and around the same time too, right? Like they're getting ready to so, launch yeah. new consoles and uh, the, the they announced these games and just they like, didn't come out until you know almost to the end of the current gen, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I I uh, I also feel like. This seems like a no-brainer, but Spider-Man too, right? I yeah, feel yeah. like that's that's gotta be. Uh, now watch, they're gonna make an idiot out of me. I'm not. not-
1: <laughs> no, I, I think it'll show. No, I think it, that's a, shine, Horizon yeah. and Spider-Man are safe bets. I think. Yeah, yeah. Or like wild stuff, like with some stuff that we haven't seen in a very long time,
2: uh, that might pack. Pocket- I, I want to see a new Warhawk come out. Oh i dig it deep. Cause like think about that. Like like think about technology wise. Cause that's the way I kind of look at all the stuff with the launch, is like, what were things that you were hampered by or like hindered by with technology yeah. that you could yeah. now do in a better way yeah. that people cared about? Like SOCOM, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, makes a really smart choice there with how much if you can actually do now. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in that in that back catalog that we didn't hit uh in the PS4
1: era that we could definitely hit now.
0: Oh is that an excuse? Sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was gonna say it's not an exclusive, but it would definitely win the win some fervor. Is the a new GTA teaser trailer of some sort? If they mm, they yeah. rolled out with that, like it would be Ooh. PlayStation all the way. For, yeah. Regardless of load times or whatever. Yeah. Or frame rate and resolution. Yeah.
0: Oh, I got another one. Uh, it's not an old franchise, or it, it's still been around, but I wouldn't be surprised if we get a new Monster Hunter announcement because. Oh world did so good i think it's the best the, the best mo- selling monster hunter game i mean it, it set all kinds of record I, I i know they're working on another one so it, it wouldn't surprise me not not to be out anytime soon but to say yeah we're, we're working on it
1: mm. that makes sense
2: yeah that definitely makes sense
0: um trying to think if there's anything else uh yeah i'm trying to think of like old
1: ps1 games that they can bring back and i'm just like jumping flash i don't know what what there is there yeah sure uh fear effect or something or what's the i don't know there's some other games there Uh, i guess like if they they there's still like a lot of question about beyond good and evil right tokyo jungle 2 oh tokyo jungle that's (laughs) really good bring back the pomeranians
0: yeah (laughs) um Okay, let's uh, let's do a few more. Brendan asks, "What's your favorite video game weapon?" Brian, what's your second favorite video game weapon beside these nuts? Thank you for that.
1: Um, I don't know. I gotta think about what are generally shotguns for me. I think I mean shotguns, obviously the Gears yeah. shotgun is pretty incredible. Doom shotguns are usually pretty incredible. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. Everything from uh, Dead
2: Space one and
1: two oh there you go yeah that 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 is a game that could come back but probably never will. <laughs> oh i'm never. so sad that that thing is never going to come back yeah Even i love the...
0: any kind of dual wielded weapons mm. that are just sort of fast and but the, you know uh, uh whether it's like the the dual slicers and monster hunter or uh you know, I, I love like the monk characters and like Final Fantasy that have like, you know, fist weapons and you get a couple of there I got a pair of destroyers one time in uh, 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 Final Fantasy 11. They were like these sort of sesty that you wear over your hands, but they were just super fast and you just just wear people out. Ah, this is so much fun. Super good. Yeah. Um, let's see. We have. Well, we're almost up on time. Let's do one more. From right. our favorite, number one, the no fan, Dylan, a.k.a. <laughs> Scotch German. Microsoft's Project X Cloud preview on iOS is extremely limited limited in testers and games due to, quote, app store restrictions. Do you think Apple is suppressing it on purpose for fear that it will take business away from Apple Arcade? Do you think these theoretical fears are justified? That's right. I think, I don't know if this is still the case, but I think you could only play like the Halo uh, uh, Master Chief collection on, on xCloud through Apple. I don't know if that's still the case, but it's definitely more limited. It wouldn't surprise me if, if Apple's kind of putting the screws to them a little bit
1: yeah yeah i think like the from a marketing standpoint i could understand and from like a business dude side or businesswoman side i could understand that train of thinking but like is from a player's perspective those things are so completely different yeah i I mean i still have my apple arcade subscription and i'll jump in there every once in a while but that's that's a completely type of different game that i'm playing in there than like picking up my halo campaign or something um yeah that's it's interesting that's a good question i think it's it probably is partly deliberate, but I bet you, there's also some really, really weird stuff about in-game purchases because obviously Steam had problems too with like trying to get yeah. app stuff going on in the app store uh, for apple. and and I don't know if that was because of the the competitive nature. It's probably not a technical issue, right? Like everybody who works no, at those companies no. are very smart. yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's probably a legal issue or or in terms of like policy, right? Because basically, I mean, even so, it's like still a beta. Right, so it's like kind of yeah. beta software
2: in a ecosystem that is for, you know, games that are fully done. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so I feel like that may be an actual problem in that space that they they didn't really iron out. But I don't think it's a thing where Apple's is just like trying to crap on Microsoft because all that does <laughs> is bring more people to to, to the iOS platform. So right. it, it doesn't make yeah. sense for them to try to you know push them out in some real way so that, that's, yeah, that's a good the take point.
0: yeah yeah i think yeah it, it uh although i mean apple can get a little protective i mean i i don't think that that fear is totally unjustified you know sure. to think that they're just you know uh, out of uh out of left field but yes i i think uh it's probably i, I think I, if
1: it if it was successful then they would probably do something to to curb it i, I i'm just trying to think of other examples like yes. with comic books they got all weird with amazon too right yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. that's
0: right yeah. that is a good question uh, or good a good point. point rather good point um all right well i think that is it uh, that's all the, that's all the questions we've got uh Khalif, thanks so much for joining us uh anything you want to say on the way out anything you want to plug anything on your mind uh um you know uh the floor is yours
2: of course well first of all thank you all for having me again uh it was super exciting to hear that you wanted to have me on the show and now we've had a chance to rock so i you are now a part of the ricago fam uh so that is that is real hey. uh, i have to give massive loves out to the to the inside gaming community who have been really 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 kind uh already before i even got on the show so you're all you all rock Um, Yeah, and you can check out our stuff on twitch.tv slash spawn on me every Sunday. Oh, my God. Every Thursday (laughs) evening uh, around 7 p.m. PST uh, is when we do our live recordings of our show. Uh, We're trying to grow our YouTube channel. So youtube.com slash spawn on me as well. Uh, We suspended our Patreon because of COVID. uh, So there's links out there for PayPal and merch if you want to support us financially. Um, and yeah, like we're on all podcast platforms. We're trying to do good work and spotlighting people of color in the gaming industry. And we've been doing that for a long time. So if you are uh, excited about that being a part of your gaming conversation, then you should definitely check out our show and, and come be a part of Chicago as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's been uh, great having you on. I, I appreciate you taking the time. And, uh, yeah, well, that's going to do it for this week for us here at Send News. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.